Is you? Is you going? Yes. Okay. Right. That's, one, and we're going. That's that's what that is about, though. What you were listening in the grade school, as everyone's finding out and has been, is Macarena is about your significant others Let's away, and so you take a couple other threesomes on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You, did you pull what? up the, uh, oh, the lyrics? Yes, that, yes, the English translation uh, of the Macarena lyrics? Yes. Um, let's see. We'll go right to the good one. Macarena has a boyfriend who is named, who is named with that last name, Vitorino. And while he was being sworn in as a conscript, she's giving it to two friends. Just. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And she buys herself the most modern clothes. She would like to live in New York and seduce a new boyfriend. I. So I I learned the Macarena (laughs) dance in Catholic school in the third grade. (laughs) They moved all the uh, tables out of the, the lunchroom to teach the whole school that dance. The dance of the cuck. In Fort Dodge, <laughs> Iowa. So like not a single Spanish speaker in the building, clearly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or in the entire Midwest, apparently, because it was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You, do you think everybody down south was just laughing their asses off at all of America getting into that? I think people who are not in the Midwest laugh at people in the Midwest constantly. That's fair. <laughs> like, once upon a time, I think we were the flyover states, but then we started getting the more algorithmic social media so we could see like the guys that do all the midwesterner beer jokes and shit sure sure and and there's there's some understanding for the culture and, and you know like the the drinking stats like of wisconsin having all the top drinking cities followed by iowa we, we no it's not won. even close though wisconsin blows everyone else out of the water it is by far the drunkest state in the union oh yeah i'm just saying we've come in second a lot Yes, yes. But Mad- I think it's just Madison, two for one's Iowa City is like just a base point. La Crosse, Wisconsin is also above Iowa City. Okay. But yeah. Iowa City, Iowa City Iowa has consistently like been in the top 10. Attaboy. Attaboy, Iowa City. Well played. <laughs> Attaboy. <laughs> now, if they ranked it on meth use, Ooh. who's the Wisconsin now? <laughs> Missouri. Anyway. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, we well, can give it to Kansas too. There's a lot of places in the Midwest, all of which produce lots of meth. I, what, I, what if it was like, I guess it couldn't be Alaska because they don't have that access to the, the fertilizer. <laughs> no, Alaska can't be the drunkest because they have to import most of it and they have to pay exorbitant rates. I was actually on the phone with a friend who lives in Alaska right now and she was not thrilled with how much they had to import and how difficult it was to get access to just basic shit. Right. And this is basically because the oil rig guys that make a bunch of money and then they come back from their oil rig shifts and just get fleeced yeah hardcore <laughs> all the i think actually one of the best strip clubs gouge, in america gouge, is set up exclusively for them and it's in north dakota that it's giving company town yeah very very <laughs> hardcore company town anyway welcome to the fucking dark stream podcast i'm darth rictus darth cam gentes darth zero and today timeless and vintage what do we think? I think that Timeless is not vintage and won't be for a while. Hot so take. Timeless is, for the listeners who rely on us for their MTG news, I'm sorry <laughs> if you do. <laughs> you probably don't play Magic if we are the prime point of reliance. So it's a Timeless that's basically anything that's on Arena, nothing's banned, there's just a restricted list. And the restricted list has Channel, what else? Tybalt's uh, Trickery, Demonic, Demonic Tutor. Tutor. Okay, so the three that had to be on there. That's it. There's one more, I think. Nope, just three. Okay. I remember it being exactly those three, because I remember seeing Channel and going, well, that makes sense. As as the classic Channel was Rossi. (laughs) Right. Give it time. I mean, I I played that No Bands Historic event, and I just played the Channel Tendrils deck and went on turn one, three straight games, and that was the end of the event. Woof. Yeah. The deck was way too good. (laughs) So I'm happy they've got the restrictions in place. I did not win three straight times on it. I, I lost twice to another channel deck <laughs> there we go there we go yeah it it wasn't a fun event for me i wizards is sitting there like this we had all this participation everybody loved it i'm like did they yeah i, I saw that too they they have some really event. interesting interpretations of their their data sets yes i'm not saying i didn't enjoy playing channel into tendrils but like by the third time i had done it i was ready to be done with that format too 
Yeah, that's it's like the first time I was exposed to a combo deck, it was the Prosperity Cadaverous Bloom deck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I guess if you're listening and younger than fucking 30, <laughs> um, this was a Mirage Block deck yeah, yeah. that operated yeah, primarily by using an enchantment called Cadaverous Bloom where you could exile cards from your hand for either two green or two black mana. And then a card called Prosperity, which was blue X. Each player draws X cards. So you draw a bunch of cards, turn them into mana, draw a bunch of cards, turn them into mana, and then you had enough mana and you did like an X spell, a drain life. Right. Now, this was also the days when the original arena format came, the non-digital, but the in-store playing arena format. Any y'all remember that? I don't. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to play, and it was its own gauge and top rankings that won you prizes and stuff, but uh, during one of the seasons, there was the, before there were Planeswalkers, Planeswalkers, you got this oversized card that was an automatic static effect in your deck. It just sat outside oh, of it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Squee was the broken one because Prosbloom existed then. So you were just starting with less life and more cards. Prosbloom kind of set the tone for combo for me for the rest of my time as a player. Because the first time I saw it happen, I was like, whoa. And then I played the deck three times and it was awesome. And then the fourth time I was bored of it. Yeah. Typically and how combo decks there's go. There's hardly a combo deck I've encountered that didn't go that way. Unless it was one of those like Abzan combo decks throughout the years where it's like the combo is a backdoor to a mid-range plan. Project X. Project X and uh, also, oh, the, uh, I forgot. The card that they banned when they banned McLean, basically. Birthing Pod. Birthing Pod, <laughs> yeah. Project X and Birthing Pod were on my mind there. Word up, McLean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas I think my favorite combo deck will always be Dredge because I got to be a derpy kid who did not really understand how to play Magic that well and yet made the top eight of a regional on the back of just raw luck and dredge. Rari's wake. With my four gemstone caverns made. <laughs> Dude, you, you, yeah, you went seriously just all in on that. Four ley lines, so four gemstones. I fucking went <laughs> after it. I got to beat Mono Red playing Mog Fanatic on turn one. And like it was Peter Martinez, right? And like he's sitting there going... All right, I've mock fanatic. Do you scoop? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna hard cast a ley line, and we're gonna get there. And that's how we got around the bridge from below is getting removed because mock fanatic never went to graveyard. Why couldn't Peter uh-huh. just shoot himself? Uh-huh. Huh? Because Mog- the mock fanatic doesn't go to the graveyard because of the ley line. Oh, the, uh, okay. And thus the bridge never gets removed. Sorry, so I'm I thinking of the wrong over. ley line. Yes. Like, yes. Not the white one. The black what? one. The one that Dredge wanted <laughs> Sorry, to make sure I think nobody can ley lines. I'm like, yeah. It's Leyline of you don't target my stuff. That's, that's, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah, that was my mirror breaker that also happened to beat Mono Red because I sighted in one copy <laughs> and drew it. Good job. <laughs> that feels so good. I know. I love the super powerful one of sideboard cards, like the, the historic Jun deck I've got right now. I have a one of, of the, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the sorcery. It's green, green two. It destroys all artifacts and enchantments, and anybody who had one gets a bear. Fade from, from history. history. Yeah. And, and there's, there's me a Coke. <laughs> like uh, three-ish decks I've encountered where that is just ridiculous. And every time it goes on the stack that like their timer goes off and they're reading it, and, you know, and then it blows up and it kills everything and they just have a stupid bear. And I usually get one too because I had treasure from fucking Crucius, you know. Everyone rereads that card going, wait, did I read it wrong every other time before? Is this one for each? Nope, it's still just not one, one for each. Just Damn it. One. Just one. Just one. Just a derpy what bear. Is the anyway. polar bear. <laughs> Powerful one ofs on the sideboard. I'm a big fan. Big believer. Yeah. It's a good feeling when you hit those two because you're like, and justified the mm-hmm. moment it hits. You don't have to double, you don't have to think about it like, was this marginal effect worthwhile? Just boom, justified game. Yeah, it's, it's a fine move to have a card that is narrow in its application, but in those narrow applications, it is backbreaking. You know, the silver bullets, as it were. But the timeless format and the comparison to Vintage, I believe, is where we were making sure that we got two. Yes. Does anyone else agree with my point of it's going to be a while before we feel like this is at all vintage? Yeah, 10 years. Probably. It depends on kind of what they print into it, though. Who knows what kind of... Do you think they gave us an Eternal Masters for Arena? I think, well, we're going to get Modern Masters 3 or something, or Modern Horizons 3. Right. And that's going to go through. Right. And that probably was designed with this in mind. God, I hope so. But either way, like, we're getting Eternal cards printed straight into it. True. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Power 9 is already formatted for Arena because it's been put into events before. 
Yeah. So it's not like they can't put that in at some point. I'm it guessing like at when. some point it's just there'll be like a bundle. I hope so. Like bundle of restricted cards. Like here's Bizarre of Baghdad, the Power Nine, and a bunch of other staples, Mission Workshops, whatever the fuck. Just go nuts. Here's most of what you need to play vintage. How's this Christmas? Hundred dollars. Here's a bunch of tournaments for you where you can get alternate art for your Power Nine. Oh my god, I'll play all of them. I know you will. It oh. should cost four dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Four hundred twenty gems. In snap in for each and every one of those. Or if you just need like one, you can buy it for 69 gems. I wonder if Wizards knows that when they make those uh, events, a majority of decent players just go to like MTG Arena Zone, grab whatever the winningest deck list is, put it up and passively play it in the side while they're doing their oh, work they, day. They probably know. They just probably like, just, you know, they're like, it's still people, everyone's doing it, this oh, free like the, event. The one where everybody has the, the Immortal Sun thing. Yeah, God, that event. Except that didn't shut off Planeswalkers. Yes. It was not a good event, but I sure played it for the for the things I wanted, for I the just, art. I just rolled my Jun deck right into it. Oh, that's a nice way to roll. One mana Tarmogoyfs. It was fun. I just went with Discover Combo and one on turn two. That, that was like, we're done with this format in five games. Give me my promos. Fuck you. Yeah. I forgot to play. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good about those promos and other things. I'm like, what? I already have the card. Why do I need a Well, they, a they, had, the, the they had the upgraded Dreadbore. Which I wanted. And then once I was there, like, well, I'll get the Cavern of Souls. Fuck it. They had Get Lost. That was where I really wanted. Maybe if they start having a bunch of uwu ones, that'd be funny. But what's the next thing you're hoping for? Timeless becoming. Like, do we want this to become its own format that slowly becomes formats that already exist? Or do we really want this to be the thing that proves to everyone of one? Please go away, alchemy. You're horrible, and let us focus on the old stuff. Well, it can't be vintage because the alchemy cards are in it. Yeah, I know. That's what's so weird. Like, is this just... I, I, uh, wait till I, you see Black or Lotus. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> I, I guess it's going to be like a, a curated arena version of vintage at some point. My guess is it's going to feel a lot more like modern in the yeah. beginning, though. Yeah, it's got those vibes with the fetches coming in. It's got those vibes, although Modern, of course, just lost up the Beanstalk and Fury. Oh my god, this means I can play Fetches and Deathrite Shamans and Lightning Bolts in my Jun deck. Yep. Oh my god. You can go, you can go I can do it all. I can do it all. Yeah, you, you can be the greediest Jun player circa old school. Uh-huh. Like, is Bloodbraid? Yes. So we have Bloodbraid, Lily, Deathrite, Bolt. Are the cards in for me and to play Goyf. Living End? And Goyf and Maelstrom Pulse. I don't think Living End is in, is it? Boo. I think literally the only thing that's missing that I might want, I'm not even sure I, I would play it if I had it, is Terminate. Yeah, I don't know if we have Terminate. But oh, wait, we... Dark Confidant. If I could, I'd play at least one or two copies of Dark Confidant. Do we still not have Dark Confidant? No, but Crucius is so much better. Yeah, fair. <laughs> fair. I'm not even going to try and argue that point. That's Crucius is just miles away more powerful. Now, did they say if Timeless is the revised version of the cards, the original printing version? It is the... It is the revised version of arena-only cards, but it is the original printing version of cards that got printed. Okay. So the one ring is the one ring. Okay. And Crucius is whatever they say it is. 3-3. Three, three. No, no, no. It's, three, it'll one. be 3-1. Oh, okay. Because it's an arena-only. So basically, they took the they split the difference yet again. So if, if you were having trouble figuring out which versions of which cards are in which format, this doesn't help. <laughs> is it alchemy? Then that's what it is. Because if you played alchemy, you probably... Don't care anyway. Yeah, but if you play historic and you're used you, to the original printings not being the original printings, they are, but the alchemy cards still change. Who plays alchemy? I'm imagining that like the literal Izet characters are who plays alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Just like psychotic wizards who can't decide if they want to flood the place or burn it down. <laughs> and we're going to roll the die and see if it's both maybe, you know? It it does have that kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Goblins entrusted with the ancient lore. Yeah. See, I I never shit on historic because it was supposed to be so much better until alchemy fucked with it. But like alchemy on its own, eh. Eh. if it lets me play jund, I love the format. It's a fair rule of thumb. It's my rule. If if I can jund, I love the format. If I can dredge, I love the format. But I'll play I'll play the competitive ones anyway. <laughs> I'm yeah, so, I love dredge decks. Still confused. It's like, so you gave us historic where you're like, this is our timeless format. Now we've got timeless 
but it's still got the same thing as it historic wait, had. Just wait. In two, years, in two years, we'll get vintage with, with alchemy. alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly where I was going with that shit, yes. Maybe they're just going to be like, and you get alchemy instead of any commander stuff, except what we print in sets. Just to add extra confusion to everyone. I mean, they can just keep putting up more formats, but at a certain point, people will just stop. I'm hoping Timeless comes in, and then people just quit Alchemy, and we can be done with it because nobody cues it. I'm hoping everyone just tells them, we're not interested in Timeless until you get rid of Alchemy from it. Because like we, we could straight any day, we could decide to get rid of a format on Arena by just as a community collectively saying, we're not going to play it anymore. Because we're not going to protest. That's all it takes. Like You just hold the just line. Just naturally what's going to happen, though. Right. As they add more and more formats, unless the player base continues to just grow and grow, which it might. But it has limits anyway. Eventually. Right. But as long as you can get a game in a given format in, you know, like pretty Ricky Tick match pairing and not sitting there for more than a minute. Yeah, a minute or less. That tends to be it. I think as long as that tends, to, as long as that continues to be the case, any of those formats will continue to exist. But yeah, some of these were. Like, right when it comes in, there's not going to be a whole lot of daylight between historic and timeless, not yeah. right away. <laughs> and it, it kind of seems like one or the other is going to have to go, and it's probably going to be historic. I mean, I'm going to be playing timeless, because I get to play with fetches online, which I've been waiting for on Arena for a long time. Y'all remember what happened to the format called Extended? <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. I miss it. But mostly I miss Modern when it was good. Okay, I liked 1.5. That was a fan of that. <laughs> Modern before they ruined it by banning Pod and Twin. That's that's where my favorite peak magic experience was. Twin should be dead and never considered to be resurrected. Period. We have dismember. Hush now. It this works. Is the <laughs> oldest debate of yep, that format. Is, and I think I've, I think this is like the Snyder cut debate of magic. Yeah, Splinter Twin. I'm gonna Scorsese all at you. Nope, don't this, do it. This this is this is the grass versus turf debate of yes. magic. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Whether Splinter Twin should be in modern. This is the uh, college opinion section abortion debate of magic. Oh, the one that happens every semester? Right. That everybody's got an opinion on and they feel strongly about. Yeah, you have several writers every semester who do something on it because no one in the history of any of them's ever written on this topic. I loved it when we had an editor who put a moratorium on abortion opinion columns. Yeah. After a week where there were three of them. Jesus. <laughs> It was so great. I was so I was so thrilled by that. It's the right. It's the appropriate thing to do. Frankly, there were so many people. I feel like they were just like, "Well, what do I do now?" Because they're always just kind of arguing with each other in the opinion columns about abortion. Right. No, it's okay. I started putting. I think that's when I started putting con really controversial stuff in, just to give something for people to fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my my favorite one I wrote was like making the argument that I should be allowed to piss anywhere I want, basically outside. <laughs> Which I stand by to this day. Go to Japan, man. You'll love it. Right. I mean, if it's a bush, it's a bush. Who cares, right? Side of a building, it's side of a building. Write your name. That's J Japan. That's just normal. It's okay. And if it's a church, well, you're doing a good deed. Get the holy water. Yeah. I, I always wondered, so can a priest bless their urine stream to defeat, like, you know, a, something that's affected by holy water? Uh, no, because it's imaginary. Yeah, but, but let's, let's go for the imaginary <laughs> world of here. If we want to go, like... Did, did you hear that? Oh, do, do they bless their nut as the boy comes in? <laughs> There's that's a good question. There's see these are just the the things you have to ask. I, I've been rewatching all of Supernatural, so these questions will pop into my head. Like reverse exorcism, where the demon has to pull the priest out of the boy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, them priests Everybody need loves Satan. That joke. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Wait, for what? <laughs> anyway, death sticks are amazing, hey, and uh, that was that was my fault for asking about um, you know sanctifying urine. That's just you know, can yeah. you sanctify blood? Like in Gen V, could could you bless Maria? What's her, uh, whatever her name is? Calendar. Her uh, the, <laughs> with the blood power. Can Gross. you bless her blood as she flings it around so it's like holy blood? Like if we brought starlight into this and. <laughs> Well, she did create holes to get her blood out of, so holy blood it is. Oh, no. No, no. It's su such a groan. Oh, and also she slashed, so you know what? That's why there was a cutting warning before the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what that was about? Yeah. Okay. Self-harm uh, self was that and the uh, forced vomiting. Every time drama. I saw the self-harm okay. thing, I just hit a death stick harder. Like, you can't make me not. <laughs> you think they're going to self-harm? Watch what I do. <laughs> right.
You ain't nothing. <laughs> ain't seen nothing yet. And then there was that puppet stuff. Oh my god, Muppet violence forever. I hope it comes back. They've got to do more puppet shit. That was so funny. That and for everyone best. out there, remember, if you find that puppet violence and puppet sex is very entertaining, watch the movie Meet the Feebles. It was brought to you by the same person that brought you The Lord of the Rings. Honestly. Oh, and Team America World Police. Yes, that would be... Uh, those are marionettes, I think. Yeah, but they're puppets. Sure. Just a different kind of puppet. They're not like the Sesame Street puppets. They're the Muppet like, puppets. Yeah, like, yeah, like the European plague era puppets. The Meet the Feebles is, is Muppet Muppets. Prostitution, g- gangs, drug use, lots of heroin, you know, murder. I think cannibalism. <laughs> I, I love when that just kind of became an enormous fad among musicals of like, it's just going to be, every musical is just going to be South Park. <laughs> Can you tell the millennials and Gen Xers grew up? Did we? Did we really? Well, we certainly came aged? into our own. It's, it's the, fucking, the fucking Gen Zs are like telling us we can't say adulting anymore. And we're like, but I did a thing, you know? <laughs> I aged like, like a the fine Gen Zs cheese. are making us say that we're, that we're grownups. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> also uh-uh. hit a death stick. <laughs> Yo, you really, you really you want me to see my collection of nostalgic toys? <laughs> I'm gonna grown up so much now. You were going to groan all the time because of how grown up I'm gonna act, and you're gonna hate it. I'm gonna start wearing like belly button pants, you know, super high, and a, a plaid shirt tucked into them, and uh, you know, little golf caps and things out everywhere. Maybe like one plaid sock up, one plaid sock down as I walk into the grocery store to buy a candy bar. All, yeah. the, all the weirdness of the boomers, none of the racism. Yeah, like Welcome just- to millennials. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a thing. What else would you do as a millennial, man? You know. Suffer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, I forgot that. I was thinking the freedom expression. Plant trees okay. I shall never know the shade of. That is what I will do as a millennial. Yes. A lot of them, hopefully. Feel like Jorel. Why, yes. Why don't you plant a tree you can enjoy the shade for? I mean, that just makes more sense to me. <laughs> why don't you plant a plant that you can harvest and enjoy? Ooh, see, we're just we're going along mm-hmm. a great thought pattern here. Let's see. Uh, the key is to do all of the above. Yes, yes. Carbon and, offsets. Yes. Sources of, uh, you know, <laughs> greenery. Look, I found out I can buy my way into carbon offsetting or something, so what do I care? Or... <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the Tesla business model of yeah. selling carbon credits. Yep. I, I, it's just, wait, so you can buy your way out of something's really wrong with this equation now. Oh. I remember. Stop capitalisming in things. I remember when the carbon credit thing was being debated and it was like, this is obviously going to happen. There's going to be businesses that have nothing to do with carbon emissions and they're just going to sell their carbon credits to other businesses. Yep. No, no, that'll never like one of the biggest businesses in the world is Tesla. Do it. And that's their that is their business model. Make cyber trucks that people will mock you for driving. Those are on the road now. I like the look of them, honestly. Apparently, though, like the the way they're built is absolute shit. Like there's huge gaps between the doors. And then if you crash in it, everyone dies. Because they are so big, they're so heavy. That it's like hitting something with a Mack truck, kind of. So, the, you know, if you run into like a Honda Civic, it's hit by, it's gone. It's fucking gone. A pedestrian is a puddle. But inside the vehicle, they have all these hard, flat surfaces. <laughs> so, you're going to get pulverized inside of it, too. It's, so, they just built death traps. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Big $100,000 dumb looking death like the only place where the Cybertruck really makes sense is like Mad Max. <laughs> Jesus. Boomer death traps. Well, they've certainly done a lot of those in our I think lifetimes. Musk is, he's Gen X though, isn't he? I have no idea. Oh, good question. I have no idea. Isn't, isn't he like in his mid fifties or something? Well, uh, I'll consult the Library of Alexandria in a moment. But. Fair. Either way, Jesus Christ. Death traps. So while Darth Zero is, is checking Musk this, we was, got it. was uh, born June 28th, 1971. 52 years, definitely a Gen Xer. Yep, yep. Damn. It's that sads, you know? <laughs> I, thought he w- I thought he was older, like notably older than me. That's not as notable as I thought. <laughs> Still yeah. pretty notable for me. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Although he's, he's had a lot of work done. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, not why I thought, that's why I thought he was much older, because, yeah. <laughs> but not, not on the insides. 
Just on the outside. Have you all heard about how like George Santos is now on Cameo for 200 bucks a pop? Say what? You what? Know, do you guys know what Cameo is? No. So Cameo is a um, like a gig-based website sure. where anybody can say, I will record a brief message for you oh. on camera saying whatever you want for X amount of money. So it's, it's a really popular thing among like D-list celebrities and bands that are low mid, like you could probably get a cameo from like the singer of Lamb of God, for example. Sure. For a couple hundred bucks or something. So now George Santos is in the mix on there. So for 200 bucks, George Santos will just leave, you know, the message that you want. And so far it's been fucking hilarious. Like another, another member of Congress that like really big dude that they wanted to wear suits and shit. Yeah. Betterman, is that his name? Paid 200 bucks to have Santos record a message to whatever Democrat it is that like got caught with all the gold bars and shit. Um, and that is in the subject of a corruption investigation right now. <laughs> but he just had used the name like Bobby or something. Yeah. So there's, there's a message of Santos like, you just stick it to him and stand to your guns and all this shit. <laughs> and it's, it's already fantastic. And Santos seems to be leaning into it. Clown shoes, but he likes to wear them. He loves the attention. Money and attention. Like that. I mean, that's why a lot of people become politicians in the first place. Santos is such a diva. Like, <laughs> the, the dumbest criminal, but like, an absolutely hilarious diva. I, I watch the, the monologues, usually at some point, of like late night talk shows. Sure. And some of the skits they do, and I'm really going to miss George Santos. Because those skits and monologues were so good while he was in Congress. So he's like a, an ineffective Trump then? I, I don't know. I mean, he never really had much power. Right. Because he, he was, this was like his first term, wasn't it? And he, he, he wasn't even in Congress long enough to get the retirement benefits or anything like that. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So, and, and like he, he basically oops. never had any power. He just had money and the ability to fundraise and then shove it all in his pockets and it never really bothered me that he was stealing from people who were dumb enough to voluntarily give him money in the first place. Sure. I mean, he, he did do some incredibly objectively low stuff, like create a GoFundMe to get medical services for the dog of a homeless veteran and then pocketed that money. Jesus. So, yeah, like some, some completely... The Grinch, you know, Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge type of stuff. This is 1940s DC Comics villain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> insane that, like, some of the shit that he does is comical. Yeah, comical. Batman punched him at one point because that's the natural that would result of <laughs> this, like, but yeah, he, he was tied up and hung upside down. And, and yet he was substantially dealt with by members of Congress. This does not rise to a Batman threat at all. I wouldn't even send, like, a young Robin. It's like just, not even a day to Damian Wayne. Damian would just fucking kill him on accident or something. It's so comical that if this happened in Gotham, Batman would accidentally get involved. That's what I'm saying. Bruce Wayne would solve it. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne doesn't do shit. That's the comic I'm still waiting for is the one where suddenly someone's, oh, Batman, I thought you wouldn't kill. And like, I wasn't wearing the mask. Bruce kills. <laughs> Bruce has been to Epstein Island. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think you understand. This is a persona. My persona killed, not me. Oh, yeah, God. Batman is actually like a, a LARPing thing. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. The Whoever assumed this man was sane. I mean, just police. <laughs> Literally just police. Honestly, just, you know, look at the kind of the people closest to him. Also, people not sane. Yeah, I mean, I guess Bruce Wayne really is a billionaire with a, I wish I could be a cop, but like a dirty one fantasy. Yeah. Well, there's the, and Darth Zero, you read it recently, The Batman's Grave. Yes. Which uh, is a Warren Ellis 12 issue. And the, the way Alfred is written, he is giving Batman shit numerously for just beating up poor people and using his resources for that. And constantly telling Batman, you're fighting a war. Everyone else knows it but you. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. And I would say pretty accurate descriptions. Yes. The right. whole, the whole, everyone's dunking on Batman throughout the whole thing. Gordon included on, what? seriously, are you, are you still like that little Boy Scout bullshit of not killing? Wisen up. I mean, of all the... <laughs> These people are all killers in here trying to murder you and you not killing them. They're killing more people. 
of all the <laughs> old school like comic book characters, I think Batman has aged the least well of of all of them for heroes. There's yeah, he's it's, so problematic with what he is. <laughs> well, once people started coming out with these these figures of like, oh, you know, if we just had twenty billion dollars, no more homelessness. So Bruce Wayne's just deciding not to do that. Yeah. Every day wakes like, up. And I chooses. would rather beat the shit out of them one at a time. Literally wakes up and chooses violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also the fact Bruce is absolutely brilliant. And imagine if Bruce goes, I'm not going to Batman. I'm actually going to take business to the point that I like quadruple the Wayne family funds and then use it to solve these problems worldwide, which is completely super viable. Well, like the last, the last of the um, Christian Bale movies where Batman Basically, like through Bruce Wayne's company, invents a nuclear reactor that creates free energy. Right. And then he like doesn't use it at all <laughs> because he's afraid that, you know, someone could turn it into a nuke as though there aren't already tens of thousands of those. Right. And by not using it, the crime and like poverty in Gotham becomes so insane <laughs> that people at least initially embrace Bane, who does what? Turns it into a nuke right away. <laughs> Militarizes the town. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Like if if he had just if he had just provided Gotham with power in the first like like oh wow wow no more utility bills. Think about that. Think of the Gothamers this way. They're like, yeah, you are like imposing this weird military regime, but you do constantly remind us that you locked up all the police. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a good move. All the police have to be in the sewers. I really liked that. That from was Bane. Su- that was such a like. Seriously, that's what Gothamers are che- cheering on. <laughs> Turns out not so popular. I say the, the end game of the Bane administration was not cool at all. No, but the mid game, leading up to that, yeah, like they're you know Bane didn't do everything wrong. Well, they had to soup. They had to villain it up. Look presence. at how many shows we get where they're like, hey, the villains aren't actually entirely. Some of the stuff they're doing is cruel, but it's not entirely wrong message. And suddenly, wait, why did they suddenly kill all these people? Except, Remember, like, yeah, Bane. Bane loves killing though. What was it? Uh, Falcon and Soldier or something. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier with the flag smashers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where their goal is to end borders between countries because there's all these refugees displaced by the people who come back from the blip. And everything they say makes sense. And then randomly, the, the one woman that's running, I can't remember her name right now, Carly or something, Man. I want to say. Doesn't matter. But yeah, she just blows up a building of people and somebody else is like, why would you do that? She's like, this is the only language they understand. But bad writing. Yeah, well, we, we, can't, we can't have that be something that good people do. We need, like, super cop Captain America to come in and fix it. And there was even, like, an older black guy, like, don't do this. Don't be super cop. I forgot. You know what, though? Some white guys really thought it'd be a good idea. and I don't know. I forgot how terribly the writing went later on in the season because it started pretty decently, if I remember correctly. And then just kind of dropped like the fuck Baron off. Zemo's talking about being, like, having fun. Yeah, the Zemo yeah. stuff was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually didn't, for the most part, mind it. It was, it was that turn with the Flag Smashers that made no goddamn sense. Yep. Mm. And after that, I'm willing to just nitpick the shit out of it because that was dumb. That was like, ideologically, we can't really imply that freedom fighters for refugees are a good thing. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> but at the same time, we are going to introduce them anyway. Well, see, any of these movies, too, that they use, like, they film and they use military hardware. So the, the United States government gets a say on what the final scripts are if they're going to have the resources. Yep. And uh, it saves them tons and tons and tons of money to basically make army porn as long as the, the scripts make things look the way the United States government wants them to look. That makes sense. It's their best recruitment tool. It's one of the times that I say... You know, but thank you, CGI, so we can cut more and more of that crap out. Right, right. It'd be cool <laughs> if these movies weren't like all copaganda. I'm looking forward to because of that, because I have a feeling it's going to be even more tongue-in-cheek than the last one when they remake Starship Troopers here in the next few years. Yeah. That's oh. like... The potential is so high. And if be, they fuck it up, it's not a big deal because they're still the old one. Yeah, it'll still get people yeah. to watch the old, but I think they're going to go so far that the tongue will actually... Emerge through the cheek. <laughs> if they can just get a cameo from Clancy Brown, they'll be in the right direction. Oh yeah, they'll be able to pull that if they do it soon enough. Clancy's doing everything. Clancy's an old man, sure, but Clancy's still doing everything. He is. He's he's in so much Star Wars, and I love it. And several and uh, several animated TV show voices. Yeah, many of which you'd be like, "What? <laughs> okay." 
It's time to eat that roast. <laughs> you, you, you've been hungry? Yeah, is it, is it time for a in. Snickers? It's, it's not even done, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. It won't be done for another hour and a half. Oh, Sorry. No. <laughs> it's the, the plan isn't that. Yeah, the, the smell of the crockpot roast is, is wafting down into the dungeons here. It's amazing. Poor Rictus. And the, Poor the death Rictus sticks are only food. heightening the hunger. Yeah. Correct. Don't you have a Snickers? Haven't you read comic books? There's all these cool Snickers, uh, like comics, the beginning of them. It's great. They're advertisements, but they're comic books. How would Rictus have a Snickers? That would mean that Rictus bought a Snickers at some point earlier in the day and then didn't immediately yeah, eat it. Okay, okay. Yeah, why, why do you buy that if you don't eat it? I mean... That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. If you had two Snickers, what would you do with them? Eat them both. <laughs> what if you got a bag of Snickers, like those 12 packs? You eat as many as you can. You go to bed and you eat the rest in the morning. How much of it is in your belly button when you wake up? <laughs> a non-zero sum. <laughs> have you told the belly button story on this cast yet? I don't know that I have. No. <laughs> it's, it's tremendous. So to put it uh, in an easy light, I'm a little up there at the moment. I have gastrointestinal distress one evening and don't really know what to do about it. Felt like little like shards of glass are fucking destroying my insides. So I go to the hospital as one does and I'm like, okay, get checked in, have a doctor look at this shit, figure out what to do. They'll give me something. That'll be that nurse comes in. Hello. Have you been eating healthily? Yeah. To which I said, absolutely. And then of course a little bit of checks mix fell out of my belly button. And the nurse just looks at it, looks back at me and goes, uh-huh. So, yeah. Again, everyone, realize <laughs> how difficult it would be unless you were lying on your back eating Chex Mix to successfully get the Chex Mix into your belly button. It was, you got to have the shirt off too. Yeah, the shirt has to be off. Oh, like this yeah. is a series of things. Or that, like pulled way up, you know, <laughs> to get the gut out. Let me, let me put it this way. The shirt was not off. Uh, the, wife, <laughs> the wife beater was disgorged by my belly oh, upwards. There we go. <laughs> So we're, we're talking the full on like reclining chair kicked back. You might as well had a can of beer yeah. at your side. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, had, had that little pooch going and it was pushing up the wife beater a little bit. So it was more of a crop top scenario at that point. But like, I'm still going to eat. Had you undone the pants too? Uh, was this that? Eating oh. the checks mix as fast as possible. Oh, they're still pants. I prepare, no, no. I prepare. I, I wear sweatpants that are a size too big. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm just doing amazing at oh. life. Oh. Because there's always a little give, you know what I mean? And I don't have to try very hard to get the give. You call those like your Thanksgiving sweats or something? Yeah, absolutely. It's from when I was 50 pounds heavier. <laughs> well, fair enough. That uh... And they got stretched out enough that like they can't go all the way back now. So now it just, you know, they'll fall kind of like halfway off my ass. So I feel like I'm wearing those baggy ass jeans from the 90s. Oh God, if I don't stuff my face, my pants will hit the ground. Exactly. Man, I must have lost so much weight. These are just hanging off of me. This diet I'm on must be great. Bring me more gravy. You guys get me. You do. More it's, pie. Absolutely. All those cookies are gone. I mean, that that oh, did yeah. not take long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think they would survive till like midday of the following day. Well, and K3PO humbly requested I reserve one for her. And I said yes. And then that didn't happen. Wow. So she wasn't thrilled about that. Wow. <laughs> not even... I remember looking at it and asking myself, like, how much is this worth? And then I hit a death stick, and the answer was, it's worth everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, I just, I chose I the death stick, all. and I chose the cookie. <laughs> and I want it now. All you had to do was just not eat one, one. of them. And one I, cookie. I failed. I ate seven straight cookies, and those were huge. You can trick yourself into thinking that you're, you've lost weight because you're wearing larger pants. But convincing yourself to save one cookie is the wrong is move. Wrong. <laughs> is the wrong fucking move. Can't be done. Can't Just, be done. Fair enough. The joy I get when I eat that final cookie is worth everything. What if you hid cookies around and it's, then you always have these extra final cookies? It doesn't work like that now that I'm not drinking. Oh, that was well. the secret because drunk me could play games with sober me and did. And so I'd have to like do a little fucking scavenger hunt most mornings for things. You really should have had a chess game against yourself going. Oh, that would have been a really good idea. Yeah, but then drunk you would start losing and just flip the board. Also accurate. But you'd still know. Would I? Because <laughs> I'd be blacked out. But when you wake up in the morning and see a flip chess board, you're going to be like, yep, that yeah, was I not sober I think I was me. beating drunk me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just checkmate, bitch. Yeah, like. <laughs> you lose, I guess. <laughs> 
whiny I'm bitch. so happy slash sad. <laughs> you wake up and like there's just a bunch of checker pieces on the board. Fucking what? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> They're all the same color too, just to make it confusing. Yeah, you, you leave them in, you leave the, the drunk you in check and you come back and there's just an Uno reverse card. I mean, I did at one point uh, leave myself a note blacked out, but it didn't make a lot of sense because it just had the word no. I, probably what you needed to hear. Probably yeah. made a lot of sense though. <laughs> I mean, Maybe drunk you made a message for even drunker you. <laughs> to be possible. fair, during those years, drunk you, for any given thing, the message of no... Probably right. Probably right. I guess there's that, yeah. <laughs> it's very disconcerting to it's wake up like and see that. It's not like you're like, though. what if I ate an apple? You McDonald's, know? no. No, don't even, no. <laughs> I would get my phone out and call every ex I have a number for. That would be Why do you have so them many. stored under terrible names, too? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Did. <laughs> Dude, tense. I mean, uh, long since deleted. That phone doesn't even exist. It was burned in a lava pit volcano. Ha 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 ha. Gone. Anyway, <laughs> been a lovely podcast. Whoops. <laughs> Busted. We did start fucking around with the Dan Dan format. God, yep. that format's awesome. So now, if you're listening, you don't know what that is. It's an 80 card deck that both players play out of shared deck shared graveyard and the deck is like 10 dan dan eight memory laps four accumulated knowledge and then a bunch of two ofs that go from like brainstorm to diminishing returns like all kinds of cool metamorphos also named such forgetful fish because of the dan dans and the memory lapses yeah the top of the library is constantly in flux and being fought over since both players are drawing from it with instant speed effects format is hot fucking fire it's pretty cool now it originally came out in 1997 just to know this is not a brand new format this was not discovered just recently kanye did not discover this format (laughs) if you if you google it up you can find pretty quickly what is i guess the classic list right now that has a tiny red splash to play the flashback on mystic retrieval yep um and the, the deck is super cheap to put together. And you can customize it a bit if you want. I'm going to just like start bringing it with me when I go places. Mm-hmm. That just seemed, you know, like I just, sometimes I was thinking like it'd be cool to just have a magic deck that I could play people with. But, you know, some people play Legacy. Some people play Vintage. Some people play Commander. Right. Some people play, you know, Canadian EDH and all these different like I'm not going to carry around an entire fucking backpack. Like Lumen carries around a kit that has everything. I'm never going to do that. I want like one thing I can just carry in a glove compartment or something. And now it's Dan Dan. It it is basically the MTG version of a board game. And I like it too, because anybody that I encounter that plays, that plays magic, like it's a casual format and it's a competitive format all at the same time. Any level of play skill, you're going to wrap your head around pretty quickly what you got to do here. And these cards are not confusing. No. And like the, the design, strategy's there. If but you don't know what Dan Dan is, I'm not shocked. It's a uh, blue blue for a four one that has island home, <laughs> which mm-hmm. means that it can't attack unless defending player has islands. And if you don't have islands, you have to sack it instantly. So it's you get to play stuff like Vision Charm that is uh, one blue mana instant that, among other things, can change all basic lands of one type to another. So in the Dan Dan deck, it's a one mana instant speed wrath. There's just so much fun to all of it. (laughs) Cards like Piracy Charm are amazing. Crystal Spray. Now what was going on uh, before everyone got back into Dan Dan, or at least because I really saw Dan Dan played back in the last decade of Paper Magic, everyone used to bring Love Letters. Yep. That's how I learned about that game. Love Letters is solid. Yeah, but I think having Dan Dan back is a regular, that's a lot more fun. Did you know there is a version of Love Letter for Boomers? They made it with oversized cards. I hate everything. <laughs> no, that's, that's classic. That's funny. And I, I literally got it from my parents at one point because I tried to teach them Love Letter and they're like, it's too small. It's, oh, oh wow, my God. That, wow. And I was like, that's fine. Switch to your other glasses. Boomer version. Here you go. <laughs> oversized cards. It's going to be soon that they got to get like the... Like, my grandfather had this phone back when you picked them up and shit. Yeah. And the buttons on it were like an inch by an inch. It was, <laughs> it was crazy how big the buttons were so that he could read it with his old ass eyes. 
I wonder if they're going to get cell phones. Like, they're just going to have tablets instead of cell phones, basically. Would you wear it on, like, a necklace? Like a, 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 no, you wear it on your chest like Darth Vader. <laughs> it actually controls their colostomy bag as well, you know? Oh, God, they're so going to have problems, then. she used to be. Oh, God. A lot of them are going to have colostomy bags soon. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, they, they, eat, they eat red meat like, like it's going out of style, which I guess it kind of is in terms of, like, scarcity. And that, that gives you colorectal cancel, cancer. Yeah. Colorectal cancer, yeah. Chancellor. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't understand wanting to live a life once it gets past a certain quality level. And I'm not saying a colostomy bag is the end of that. I'm just saying that's when I'd start debating where the quality of life loss should get to before I call it. I don't know. Like, the longer you live, it starts to make more sense. I remember being a <laughs> much younger person and thinking, like, man, it's 30s, old as fuck. What do you even do? And now I'm, like, 37. and Doing all kinds of fun shit, and I love it. So, I, you know, I, I think I'd want more life if I could. Even if I had to fucking roll around with, like, a colostomy bag or something, like, you can still live and experience the world. Like, when we get super old, there's probably some kick-ass video games VR stuff that you're just like, ah. It's true. Death I mean, sticks in VR is going to get kind of out of control by that point. Sticks. Like, when, you're, when, you're, <laughs> when you got a foot in the grave, it's, it's time to start banging H. You get you get free hair on. <laughs> That's true. You can just go nuts in your nineties. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it don't matter. Just Reference do it. the movie Little Miss Sunshine. That guy was smart as shit. <laughs> that guy was smart as shit. You could live in constant pain, or you could just bang some H until you die of probably something else anyway. Right. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense when you get to that age. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, because I've never. <laughs> that is something I have never fucked around with. Nor do I intend to this side of eighty. Right. But, man, that's, that's got to be, like, guilt-free heroin. <laughs> got to be pretty fun. Right. Like, not only are you doing heroin and getting all the... Because it's got to be amazing. So many people ruin their lives over it. Like, it's, it's got to be pretty fucking fun, at least on the front end. Right. And you're just guilt-free. No, like, you... this is actually smart. Oh, my God, my entire body doesn't hurt anymore, and I feel good. Did y'all ever see the movie Cocoon from way back in the day? No. Nope. Okay. Well, if anyone ever watches this old movie, it's, like, it's from the 80s. Cocoon. Very cool, touching movie, but it's about a bunch of old people, you know, trying to find rejuvenation and life kind of stuff. But at no point in it do they just do a bunch of drugs. And that's why I'm like, you know what? If we remade that today, it'd be like, and, and they're doing heroin. Have you ever seen a D&D <laughs> quest with everybody hopped up on, and high as fuck? Get ready. Dude, think, yeah, think of that. You've got colostomy bag millennials in their 80s way down the road here. And what are they doing? They're online playing D&D &D with the remaining people they know they're alive. Y'all remember from several years ago, the, the Sarah Scribbles comics? I mean, I think they still exist, but they oh, were yeah. a lot bigger several years ago. I, I don't love think them. I know it. I loved them. Um, I they're web comics. They're adorable and they're funny. Okay. And this was um, before. Th this is, yeah, this okay. is back when like, you know, we were killing everything and they weren't talking about Gen Z yet. Like, oh, it was right solitarily shitting on us pre-covid <laughs> yeah years pre-covid like this was in the Apple 2010s <laughs> you know like yep. trashy indie music was everywhere that yeah. that time mm. and one of the sarah scribble comics shows like when i'm old and she's sitting in a wheelchair in a nursing home and she's sees a dog she's like oh doggo and then the the you know like the young woman who's attending to her is just like rolling her eyes like they're all insane <laughs> and it didn't like that has already happened <laughs> we've, we've already hit that point where yeah we're just but like imagine because we are we are a generation of people that, that fucks with some substances for real <laughs> and and imagine that increasing like as we age and more things legalize yeah it's going to be a there, fun finale if you know how to do it right and you're not scared of it. There will be so much psilocybin and MDMA in the elder millennial oh, yeah. usage. Like, wow. Yeah, you think avocado toast is extravagant. Try right. it on Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not recommending this side of 80. No. Just remember, people will begin eating those classics peanut butter and mushroom sandwiches of the psychedelic mm -hmm. kind. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think you, you could benefit from that at any point in your life post the age of 30. Sure. But I, I just wanted to reference it because it's in a movie and now I've forgotten the name of the movie. I mean, it would make a nursing home experience a lot more interesting if you were just constantly fucking high with everybody else there. What do you mean there's no locks on the doors that, of this place? No one leaves. They're that happy. Is the nursing home experience. <laughs> it's just They're all doped up, but it's on like dumb crappy. shit. Yeah, they're yeah. getting... Right, right, right. They're, they're, they're on getting, the let's uh, not talk to each other drugs. Yeah, the brain dead drugs. Yes. 
Yes. Not yeah. the psychedelic mind expanding into another level of reality where all is one and peaceful. I'm just, I'm just saying, if I make it into my later years, I really hope it's sitting on a couch next to the two of you and just passing death sticks going, well, we did it. I figured you were going to go for the Elvis, you know, like sitting on a toilet eating sandwiches. Oh, I'll have sandwiches. <laughs> I just like to also... Oh, know, believe have, you me, I'll have fucking sandwiches. Yeah, was, food was never a question. Uh, not even a little. Right. I don't care how much it wrecks my insides. It's happening. I'm going to have fresh dentures brought in week by week so that I can rip them through those French baguette sandwiches. They'll be so crunchy and so good. Savory. Imagine what you could find in your belly button then. The flaky crust literally tears apart my insides, but I don't care. I'll just sit on a fucking toilet while I eat it. It's fine. (laughs) We can cut out the middleman. If the middleman's dead inside of me, that's fine. We don't need him. At that age, a toilet is a throne, and I can totally get mine pulled together the way I need to. You know, maybe in your circumstance, the colostomy bag could be a benefit. Like it just takes the the painful shitting straight out of the equation. Like you eat your insane food, <laughs> and then like three or four hours later, it's in this little bag that you empty so that you can go eat more. <laughs> Wouldn't be a little bag. There's a like filtration backpack loaded on there. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a Dune still suit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, how have you caused the 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 suit to bulk? I don't even understand how you've pulled that off. <laughs> a punami. <laughs> Good night. (laughs) Good night.